Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. T.J., T.J., wake up. T.J., T.J. Wake up. Seriously, it's urgent. It's urgent. Please, wake up. T.J., God, why do you sleep this way? Why? Why are you sleeping? I'm going to... You want TJ, TJ, I want my own car. TJ, Dad, TJ, I want my own car. TJ, <laughs> TJ, shh, 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 shh. don't wake, <laughs> don't wake Kate up. Come on out here. Come on out here with me. It's urgent. No, I drugged her. There's no way she'll okay. wake up. Okay, good. We'll, we'll just leave her there. I gave her fifteen hundred centigrams of morphine. That's not even a real measurement, so I think she's fine. I'm not even sure I gave her morphine. You know, she can handle it. Listen, buddy, this is really urgent. Well, then let's go on the patio. Okay. Come on out here. Okay. Yeah, oh, yes, open the screen door completely. There it is. Push it all the way. I know I need to oil it. You can imagine a world. Uh, hey, good to see you, buddy. Listen, this is really urgent. Good to see you. I, um, you need to start rehearsing for the rehearsal party. For the rehearsal for the for the wedding rehearsal for the rehearsal party? No, not the party itself. The rehearsal. We you are need... doing a rehearsal party at the wedding. Though. Yeah, but you and then we're gonna start, have the actual. You party. need to start rehearsing for the rehearsal. A lot of people don't do that. And look, it's a really. Vital you want to rehearse you do. for the rehearsal? We dinner? need to rehearse right now, not for the dinner, for the rehearsal, the wedding rehearsal. Is there a wedding rehearsal? Yeah, there's a wedding rehearsal, and, uh, and uh, I didn't. I didn't think of any. Of I've this invited. When I, got I know. Engaged. I know. And I've invited all your all your friends to be buried. And listen, it's this is going to be just like your uh, wedding rehearsal. Uh, mm-hmm. I invited all your friends, and oh, uh, and uh, none of them have come. No, they all said they didn't well, want to. They come. didn't come to the. They didn't want to come to the rehearsal for the rehearsal. No, they they just. It's going to be just like the wedding rehearsal because well, no one wanted to come. But you need to do this. I think you need to take this seriously. Look what happened when you didn't rehearse. This is just a big day for you. Look at some of the other things you've done. Transformers, no rehearsal. No rehearsal. Okay. Uh, Silicon uh, Valley, I think it's is called. Is it Valley or is it Forge? No, it's Silicon Mountain. Gorge? Silicon, Silicon Gorge? Gorge, yeah. Silicon Gorge? Yeah, no, I didn't rehearse. No rehearsal. No. Yogi Bear 3D did rehearse. Look what it did for your career. But... The rehearsal for Yogi Bear 3D was, was my life. It was really, you, you, you know spent your whole life preparing yeah, for that that's moment. exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. But we need to prepare. So this is your wedding. Now, look, I'm, I'm married. Okay. So I don't want you to question me through this process. First of all, you really fucked up because you didn't ask me for my blessing. Apparently ask everyone else. I, I asked a couple of people to ask you. No, and never got around them, to me. Well, none of them knew you, you know? They weren't even acquaintances. I found about this, out about this whole thing on Twitter. So I'm, from, okay, I'm already a bit pissed off. From Jonas Polsky. Right, Jonas Polsky tweeted something. That's how I found out you are betrothed. Well, it's, betrothed. It's actually, betrothed. 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 Nah, it's definitely not betrothed. There isn't a world where it's betrothed. <laughs> you know, I said that wrong on purpose. 
I don't think which so. Which is dangerous. I did, actually. Which is dangerous with you because I say enough no things wrong. No one will believe that. I, I know. I say that enough things Tweet wrong. me if you believe he's telling the truth. I know that he isn't. No, I, I you know, I, I always, on stage, I'll often say, uh, I don't know a lot about, uh, instead of geography, when I talk about a place, I'll say geology. And I'll say it wrong on purpose. And uh, people actually just correct me. They don't laugh. So I probably shouldn't continue to try this. Where I say I, things wrong. Betrothed. I, I had a conversation Betrothed. with Kate recently. The bottom line is I found I out about I had a conversation your... with her recently about uh, if maybe all of the words that you're mispronouncing are the right pronunciation. Mm. And that only the ones that you pronounce in a way where people understand it are actually mispronunciations of words. Because that's how often you say things differently than human beings mm-hmm. have been taught to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you're trying to change the subject. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're talking about... I would about, like to go back to I'm sleep. I'm glad you're talking with I Kate. was just sleeping in a room, in a bed, a beautiful bed. Yeah. With a beautiful woman. Not as beautiful as the bed. Yeah. You know, you always got to gauge that. Well, you're, you have a you're strange have thing. A Your bed stand, is shaped like a woman, which true. I think is strange. You, when you have a one-night stand, you've got to sort of assess that. You've got to say, look, is this woman more beautiful than my bed? Because yeah. if, if the bed's more if beautiful, the bed, then just fuck that bed. Which is softer. Tell that lady to go home. Yeah, right. which is softer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, as you would say, exactly. I would say betrothed. <laughs> but I'm glad you I would say, say I would say betrothed. I'm glad you and Kate spend the time to discuss why I mispronunciate most words. I'm glad well, that she'll be <laughs> she's one of those people that kind of you know, we'll be at dinner or something and she won't stop talking about you. Yeah. So that's we'll talk tough. about yeah, that. Yeah, no, sure. There's I mean, a few things to reveal. Bottom line, I found out you were getting married through Jonas Polsky on Twitter. That's but to not, be fair, but to be fair, you didn't call me. That's not the you way you hadn't been calling me every day saying, Are you betrothed? Are you bet- are you broat head? Which is, where you, which is where you get head from a bro <laughs> whose first name starts with a T. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so you weren't bottom really line is I'm happy loop. for you and I want to help you through this. You almost blew it. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, See, you don't want to talk about that? I'll talk yeah. about it. TJ, uh, I almost blew the whole thing. He almost, I almost blew ruined it. the entire wedding. Here, here's the least surreptitious text you okay. can send somebody. He okay. sent me a text that said, hey, we need to talk. Something like, has it happened? Also, is Kate around? Yeah. It's just, if she sees that text, I, I don't know what else she can kind of garner from it. Yeah. On Pete Holmes' podcast, I talked a lot about how not only did I put a lot into the preparation of making sure that um, she, she was completely surprised, but also that you taught me something that was really fun, which is to get into a huge fight before you, you do the proposal. Right. That way it comes as a surprise. It, and it's, well, it's also one of the few times you can get in a fight that is erased yeah. days later. It's gone. Yeah. It's been eradicated from her memory. Yeah, she now looks on it with fond with memories. fondness. Yes, remember that fun How fight else we can had. You do it. It's the best fight you'll ever have. I can't believe that you fought with me. And, 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 and what the fight is about. You get the betrothment. Sure. The also, betrothed. you get the the betrothment, but also you get the uh, makeup sex, which is even better. We did not do that. We both put makeup on each other. We sort of did a makeover with eyeliner and stuff, but we did not. Uh, there was no makeup sex. There wasn't even engagement sex, I don't think. Mm, interesting. I think we just, the moment it happened, 
you know, we had champagne. And did she just, jump in? Did she jump? Did she get air? Did she jump into your you arms? You did ask that before, and I, I what will say. What kind of air? What kind of clearance did you get? It wasn't up? a lot. Did she have dunked a basketball? She's, she's a ballerina, so she kind of, she went up on toes, whatever that's called, toe tip. The old toe tipper? The old tippity toe town. The old tippity toe town. And then sort of glided into me. Mm-hmm. Not Did a lot you, of air, but I actually, so I jumped any hesitation. over. I was so excited. Is I got any air. hesitation between the question and the yes? Oh, yeah. By me. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to listen for seconds. No, I mean, once I started going down slowly, and I, I thought, here's, here's my idea. I go, well, as I, as I sort of slowly let her realize that I'm getting down on one knee, I could see her sort of being like, no way, and yes, and all that stuff. But I got to say, I hit that knee. And I you just, hit it I hit it wrong. No, I just hit it wrong. It wasn't hard. You didn't just, have pads? I had a tendon. I didn't wear pads. I should have told you. I wore shin guards. You need shin okay, I wore shin guards because I thought she too. would kick right for those when she said no. <laughs> but I got down on the knee and it just I pinched a tendon and it fucking hurt. And I was like, why is this happening? Why am I thinking about this? <clears throat> it was quite funny. <clears throat> and then at the end, once it was all said and done, we all noticed that my fly had been open the entire time. So that's... That is the punchline of all punchlines. Well, lines. because it's you try to make things perfect. As as I told Kate, you try to make things perfect, as perfect as they can be. You try to make the proposal perfect, the moment perfect. You even orchestrate the fight oh, beforehand yeah. to make things perfect later. That's a cash and, the original. And yet, you there still is the uh, symbolic fly in the ointment being your fly. And also being that the reason it didn't stay zipped up is I always put ointment on the, the zipper to keep it, uh, keep it greased. Well, this isn't a sticky zipper situation, is no, it? No, this is a smooth, anointed zipper okay. situation. Okay, because this is, you know, for those of you who don't know, the sticky zipper is when you, uh, uh, you um, ejaculate in your pants with a girl and she doesn't know uh, that you've done so. That's right. It's just your little secret with your zipper. It's just your, your sticky your zipper. zipper. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's zip it up. And it's, it's a, a great courting tool uh, because you can seem really classy. You can go home and say, but you, you know, got, I usually don't kiss yeah, on the first day. But you still but go really, home with a sticky zip. You've got that sticky zip underneath. Yeah, you're still going home with the sticky That's zip. That's a little though. tip for everybody at home. That's a little but, tip for that sticky zip. Look, the, <laughs> a little sticky zip tip. Listen, <laughs> you, this is serious now. You're getting married. Yeah. And uh, you need to rehearse for the... You know, a lot of people save this for later. So I've brought over some things to help us rehearse. Um, I've got some... I hope you've uh, written them For down. the rehearsal. I've got the... Uh, did you write them I down did. and you're going to read them directly? I I've got Lady Dies Wedding. I've got that on tape. Lady, I've got a uh, VHS Diana's? tape of Lady Dies Wedding. But she she later died. She did, but we're talking wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. Okay, okay beautiful wedding. Okay, yeah. let's not live in the past. Let's live in the further past. Okay, we, I've I've got the uh, DVR of the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's okay. also ended tragically. I'm, okay. I'm noticing a theme even okay. in these two. I've got uh, the Wedding Singer. A little more uplifting. Okay, Some and I've got a uh, Dog Day Afternoon. That again doesn't even have okay. to do with the Dog wedding. Day Afternoon. It's, Just so we can still feel like men at the end that of this. Is more Just, of it's a more guy, for us to feel like guys. It's more of a guy kill, for us to maintain our manhood. Yeah, but he. Dog Day Afternoon. Have you seen the film? Have you seen the film? <laughs> yes, I have. Numerous and times. It is about him uh, robbing a bank right. to get the money for his lover who right. needs a sex change. Right, right. To become a woman. 
dogged after it. In fact, I suggest we watch that first. I don't think so. I'm not going to. It's very depressing. Can we watch The Wedding Singer twice? We can watch The Wedding Singer. We can dose Wedding. We can watch The Wedding Singer, the sequel. Would no? There is. Is there? Legend of the Wedding Singer. Of the Legend Singer. And then the subtitle on that was "This Ain't No Moon Wizard." (laughs) I think it's not that one. Moon Wizard rehearsal (laughs) to the Wedding Singer. you're going to need to dress up for the rehearsal, so I'd like you to put on something. I, I, I didn't know you slept in a, a barrel, mm-hmm. but you're going to need to look good for your rehearsal. Well, what's nice is if you sleep in a barrel and you roll off the bed, you just keep rolling. Mm. Especially if, if there's water, if there's any kind of flood situation. Big wheels keep on rolling. Wearing a barrel to sleep. It's tweeting, not the song. Tweeting, <laughs> no, 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 no. I did not want I apologize to all the listeners. I did not want to bring him into this. Cash, stop, stop, stop. Cash, are we, are you, are you, I mean, I see the microphones. Are you recording this? I am. I'm married. I'm married. I'm recording this because I'm married and I want to tell you some advice. First of all, for the, for the rehearsal. people give advice yeah. rather than tell. I want you to, yeah, I'm going to tell you Let the advice. Let me tell you about some I'm going to stick my advice in the, inside your ear hole <laughs> and hopefully it'll be lodged in your brain. Memorize, a lot of people memorize the vows. Um. That's great, but memorize her name. If you get that wrong during the ceremony, uh, it's really dark times ahead. That's all I'm saying. Storms are brewing. If I just say, that's what I'm saying. Storms are brewing. If, I, if I, even I'm reading, but I forget the name, and I go, "I will love you forever, rhubarb." No, that's rhubarb. I Ruby, little Ruby Barbar, <laughs> little Ruby Barbara. <laughs> Uh, Get the name right. Here's what I was thinking. Okay. Tell me about this. Okay. Because I want some real advice here. Okay. I want you to tell me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you your advice. This. I'm going to tell you. What about extemporaneous vows? I mean, you're the king. You are the best riffing comedian I've ever seen in my life. You even have something called extemporaneous in your yeah. lexicon of yeah. work. Yeah. What do you think about that? Did you go for it? Or yes, did you I write did. Them? You did? Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, we did. But wow. here's the thing. We didn't do them uh, publicly. What we did is I thought, I think there's something too much, too grandstanding about the vows in the first place. I think it's grandstanding. I think it's between you and your, your betrothal. I think it's grandstanding for you to use the word grandstanding. No, but I just think it's too, no one uses it's it. too grandiose to say to all your friends. Only so you would we be made a thing where, enough to use well, the what word was going to happen is the, the guy, you know, they said uh, Cash and uh, uh, April, who is I remembered her name. Her name. We've they've they've written they've uh, they're ready Rubber. to give their vows and they've decided to do so privately and we stepped back and we extemporaneously gave our vows to each other. Now a lot of people don't know this part. I don't did even know if a, I should reveal did this. Did you have to a the, tough time that you were talking over her so much? <laughs> Here's how my vows started. I said, "Let me tell you some advice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Betrothed. Yeah, betrothed. Uh, now we we uh, we did our vows and uh, the problem was. I think, yeah, I think, as I recall, the, the vows were extemporaneous, and... Um, you don't even remember. I don't remember exactly what was said. Right. I don't know how much I should reveal. on How much do you keep private? We kept it private at the time, what happened uh, Why don't we do this? I, I think That's you, a cliffhanger you as the audience, I, I want you to really, all the listeners, everybody watching, that little bar go across their iTunes, you yeah. know, or their podcast app. Yeah. 
How honest do you think we should be, percentage-wise? Yeah. Should it be 80% keep honest? For... Should it be 70% yeah. honest? Don't be selfish in your answer. Yeah. But yeah, tweet us and really say, yeah. uh, we think you should be doing about, fi- keep 15% private on the podcast. Because yeah. it is important. I think one of the things I've always loved about your show and why I've loved coming on as a guest, when you have interrupted me in the middle of sleep, is that uh, you know it's pretty raw. It's pretty real. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's pretty real deal, Allie McBeal. Some, yeah, some of our some of our listeners know more about us uh, than our betrotheds do. I mean, I would say that. Kay, In fact, you know Kay more about never, us than we know about ourselves. Sometimes someone will come up and say, "Remember when you said this?" And yeah, say, three people came up to me yeah. at the last gig that I did, and they said, "I know it's weird. We're part of the twelve and a half, which was amazing. That three of the three of the twelve and a half people that." Listen, came, yeah. but they they said we we probably know you better than than anyone else in the audience. Yeah, maybe you know we, we've we've listened to you, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Kate's never going to know that uh, you know that that you are you put on sort of a sleeveless shirt to keep the temperature down, <laughs> and uh, when you took off those sleeves, you also took off any hopes that I had that you were wearing deodorant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you that was painful honesty. You took both the sleeves and the hopes away. And the hopes away. (laughs) The sleeves and the hopes. Here's the thing. When they say you're allowed to kiss the bride, uh, I found this out the hard way. Just kiss the bride. Don't kiss the uh, groomsmen or the bridesmaids. But... Why would you have? Where is that? Initiative? I thought I just just don't just it wasn't. Didn't but he work said well. you may kiss the bride. You're like oh, I'm going to do a few other things. Yeah, beforehand. I thought may like you can also kiss others. I took it the wrong way. I always thought he said you may kiss the bride now, and I I think I'm going to go. You mean can you kiss the bride? <laughs> and then I say. Hell yes, we won't go. Hell yes, we won't go. Big hips, no tits. Big tits, no hips. So you're, and then I go right in for the kill. If she's yeah. still there, she may have left by that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last Is there thing. ever a situation where it's appropriate to uh, shit in your hand and throw it at the minister? No, I don't see a scenario where that's... What well, if he says you may kiss the bride and you may shit in your hand and That's throw a it at bad me. minister. Now, you can add that. That's the thing. You can sort of make this personal to your experience and your okay. needs. You can tell the, uh, uh, the fellow that's marrying you that that is something you want added. Well, I mean, here's uh, another as thing. A, as is, a component of the evening. We don't, and I got to talk to her yeah. about this, but would you consider marrying us? Uh, yeah, I, I would consider that. Would you do it? Yeah. Would, would you would wear a hat? That. I had a friend, Mary, uh, April, and I, yeah. who's a comedian. Would friend. you have a funny hat? Yes, I would. I I have. Yeah, Could you just w- wear one of yours? <laughs> <laughs> Could you wear You're a tiny pope right hat? Huh? Would you wear a tiny little Vatican? I would hat? do what what was necessary. A little hat I would do what it takes to survive, to kill. Period. Uh, my biggest problem I would with eat you marrying us make a billy goat puke. is that you'll you'll probably break off. To start going falsetto. Throughout the thing, no, no, and just, yeah, do your bits. You'll sort of go into the crowd a little bit. <laughs> who's, who's on the bride side? Hey, huh? who, hey, what do you do? Hey, where are you from? What's your spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> and that is a joke you will only get if you've seen Cash Live, which if you haven't, then you're really not leading the life that you hoped you would when you were a child. Do you now take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? Fellas? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ladies, take a break. Yeah, you just... 
Um, yeah, you know, I had a friend, Mary uh, April, and I as a comedian friend, uh, Billy D. Washington, good guy, funny Great guy, guy funny guy, Amazing, yeah. and uh, he did a great job. So, I, you know, of course, I would consider that. Um, you know, if Jonas Polsky's not available, um, here's another thing. You said that, and right now he's like, "Could it? Will Could it be? I?" Jonas, you can. Jonas, you're the best. Hey, how about this? Don't flip any tables over until after the ceremony. I, uh, you don't want to throw what out. If the, that's part don't, of my don't start vows. flipping tables. What if that's part of my vows? Don't start flipping tables. What if I'm going, guys? Save that for. I the- vow to flip a table before I kiss this bride. If we stay here. The party dies. See, and the then flip tables. You, you have too many cash phrases to do a full wedding ceremony without <laughs> coming in. And I, it, it might even be that you go, uh, uh, you know, do you. Hey, garbage cock. Do Get you, over here. Rose Petal Pistol, take TJ, this man, to be. I do. Then I see the I do. And then you go, I now pronounce you, man, a. Shay, shay. Shay, shay. You may now cuss, you may now you may now custom fit the broad. <laughs> Taste it. I, I can see all of it. It's terrible. It's a horrifying nightmare that I think I've woken up into the reality that is more terrifying. Well, you got congratulations, man. I, I was excited to hear it. Well, thank it's, you. It's you know, really, uh... and I I think I think one of the greatest things about the proposal was, and you know, again, how much do we keep for ourselves? But I think. You have me on the show, and it's important for me to sort of be open and honest, and 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 I guess reveal some things that I I, I may not even reveal to my family because they certainly don't listen to your podcast. In fact, my father said once, if I wanted to waste my time, I'd use a shotgun, which didn't make a goddamn lick of sense. But I remember, and actually, this is a good segue. I remember. I just think one of the greatest things about the proposal was that moment. It was so much build up and I was so nervous and wanted it to go right. But that really that moment when I looked into her eyes and I said, you know, will you marry me? Will you, Kate Corney, become Kate Miller? And she looked down the, the barrel of my pistol and shaking and quaking said yes. That yeah. that felt so authentic, so real. And uh, the gun wasn't even loaded, and I haven't told her this yet. But I think that it was there was something about the way she said yes that implied like I know that this gun isn't loaded, and so. Mm-hmm. And then I made a joke about a shotgun wedding, and we just laughed and 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 you know I I'm just really really glad there wasn't a misfire or the gun didn't go off because I think that would have ruined. At least part of the whole thing. Yeah, and it w- they wouldn't make it fun to talk about it right now either. No, I mean it's still it's pretty fun to. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to do this podcast. rehearsal. I, I wonder how did you get into my home? We wouldn't. Well, I picked the lock. You know, I'm <laughs> because I live in a multi-story duplex. <laughs> yeah, in Bel Air. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Now I, I it's in my genetic. Coding. You are a master lock guy, though. I can do a lot. Of, I can do. We a few were playing. Things. I can do a few things. We were playing Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, which yeah. is one of the most beautiful clubs in Arizona, certainly the world. Yeah. And uh, I mean, can I just tell that story that we just we were headed yeah. home? Yeah. It was the opening night. It was Thursday. You know, we'd finished it. The club was barely together. They were like putting up the sign at 4 p.m. and the show was at yeah. 7:30. Opening night in the in the history of the they, club. They got it done, and, and I actually received the first heckle in the history of the club. Yeah, and during cash, the show, and you you it was about a platypus. And, yeah, and it was super fun. And then 
you know, we walked home because it was sort of the end of the night. We were done. They kept partying, but we just sort of we headed home. And we came back, and uh, our key fob didn't work to the strange Italian resort living condominium complex yeah. where we're yeah. staying. And so we had to call somebody, and this very nice girl came, and she let us in. And we got to the door, and thank God you said this, but you said, well, I'm pretty sure this, this, this key works, the key that I have, because I had left my key at the club. Right. But why don't you just come in uh, with us? And she walked to the door and Cash slid the key in. And I just, you know, when the night's been so hard and you had to wait to get in the front gate and you're just like, all you want is just to be home and go into the, it's just such a nice feeling when you just slid that key in and you turn it and it broke off. Just the key broke. <laughs> it broke off. In like the it lock. was made of peanut brittle. Yeah. It broke in I the lock. I immediately said, that wasn't my fault. Yeah, he, the first that thing he did was exonerate himself me. and say, this is, that's a faulty key. Yeah. But now we can't, not only can we not turn the lock, we can't get this piece of key out. We can't, we, there is, we're going to have to call a locksmith. I got down on my knees. I started trying to pull it out. I was, I think I was blowing into the lock at one point. Like, <laughs> and the girl goes, let the wind do its job. And I, <laughs> And and I tried, and then and then I think you reached over and you you pressed the door handle down, and it just you had just yeah. turned it enough that enough it slowly that it opened. opened, and it white light might as well have flooded in. I was so happy that we were able to get back. But you're a master locksmith because yeah. then we sat in the kitchen and we kind of you know talked and and finished the night off and had a drink and you, as as it was closing. Or no, it had already closed. But as we were about to go to sleep, I said, well, you know, we're going to have to call a locksmith tomorrow to try and get that out. Or maybe I have a tweezer or something. He said, no, I think I can get it out. And I remember thinking, bullshit. There's no way you'll ever be able to do that. And you went over and fiddled with it for like 10 seconds. And you're like, oh, got it out. Yeah. I have skills. It's genetic, too. I don't know if I told you this. For the, it, I've passed it on, I guess. I, for the San Diego show, and by the way, we really enjoyed that show. Thank you for having us. For the San Diego show... I mean, there was about 10 people there. Yeah, at least. Maybe 12 and a half. No. Um, my son, and I didn't tell you this, my son Chance, who's four now, um, went to the show with my wife uh, and my other uh, son, and they decided uh, they wanted to see me perform. Who you decided not to name. Right. When. Right. Right. Was at the show. Yeah. When was there too? Will and he forever be an afterthought? Is that what's... No, that's not what this is about. Okay. In fact, I told you yesterday, I, I just read this article that people in, in India, uh, their children, uh, their second and third children are two or three inches shorter on average than their first child. Because people, your first child, you have such reverence for, you feed them more. And they don't, they don't even tell you this, but their fourth and fifth children are under about three feet tall. No, this is true. And their sixth and seventh children sometimes aren't even children at all. They're just, they're just piles of like emb- embryonic fluid. Right, right. But then the eighth Eventually child, just, if they can get to the eighth child, is usually over eight again. feet tall. Yeah, yeah it it's, it's a giant. More of a, it's called, uh, it's called giraffism. Yeah, and they feed, they feed it turkey legs throughout its adolescence. <laughs> But anyway, they wouldn't let, you know, Danny over there at the club or whoever the person guarding the door was uh, wouldn't let uh, Chance in because, you know, he's four and there's a drinking age. And, and Chance, in San Diego, that's about six years old. Right, it's six in San Diego. So Chance was like, well, I've, I've been to see my daddy perform before. 
And, uh, and he's like, well, it was probably a different situation, but we just can't have kids in the showroom. And as my wife was talking to whoever was guarding the door, Chance snuck behind him, went down the hallway, and Very basically good. snuck into the show. And April was the one that had to stop him. He snuck in behind the guy. It's genetic. And I, yeah. And I felt a lot of pride. A lot of pride. Fun. Yeah. Um, so, so that was great. You're bringing in another person into the world who's not going to pay for anything. Yeah. That's great. But, you know, you mentioned locks. I was in uh, Chicago a couple weeks ago. I was this talking is, about locks, L O X. Oh, locks. Bagels, like put on bagels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was, a, there was a bagel in my room when I got to the hotel room. Now, I was staying at a, a Hilton Garden Inn. And Which is one I had of the top garden inns it's one of in the, the best United garden States. Inn type yeah. hotel chains. And there was an adjoining room next to mine. And about 2.30 in the morning when I got back from the, from the show, I noticed um, the door lock didn't work to the adjoining room. And it, it, I couldn't fix it. So I called security, and they came up, and the guy's like, yeah, this is, uh, this is jammed. We're not going to fix this tonight. He's like, uh, so anyway, I got to go. I'm like, well, you know, I don't really feel like I'm going to sleep that well. He's like, no one's going to come in here or anything. Which is wrong, because Which, I often... Because we're I in often, Chicago, no, the I, safest city in the world. I often open that door to the adjoining room if it's not locked, and I go, will you be adjoining us for dinner tonight, Trim? But don't you think that's the most ridiculous thing for, like, why do we have any locks on any of the doors if I'm going to trust that whoever's next door isn't going to come in? Would you, what would you have done? Like, I, I would have come in and gone, will you be adjoining us for brunch, Trim? <laughs> and that's because I often have adjoining rooms to people that, uh, like a couple where the man's name is Jim and the woman's name is Tracy. <laughs> I went down to the front desk and they moved my room. He said he told me there were no available rooms that they could move me to. I don't. I don't. Chicago's a big enough city where I don't feel like I should have somebody maybe walking in uh, to my room. What do you think? You think I was being a wimp? He acted like I was just a real snobby guy to want a room that has a door that works. But why? I mean, what, did you ask if there was even anybody in the next room? Yeah, no, there was someone next door. That's what I did. I went to the front desk and I asked. Mm. And I said, uh, is there anybody next door? Did you say, can you give me a little background on him? You know, it's funny. She volunteered a little bit of a background. That's not true. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's illegal and very yeah. nice. Of All her. she what had was she a, it was a wanted poster, uh, which she, she just slide, <laughs> slid across the, uh, uh, you table, know, and the then table she there. And she said, if this is, this is what you're living she next kinda, to. She kind of raised one eyebrow and said, this isn't the front desk. This is the front table. Yeah. And she said, I don't know if we got this picture, if they brought it from uh, an amusement park where you put your face inside the thing, uh, or if this person is wanted. So then it's, it's a 50-50 proposition. Was it sort of in the old Western style? Yes, it was. Then I think it was an amusement park thing, and you're being kind of a snob. Mm. Like, leave the door open. Okay. One of the things I do is if the lock doesn't work, I just open the door. I just sort of leave that invitation. Mm -hmm. And then I'll sit in a rocking chair with a shotgun and a straw hat. Not a cowboy hat, a straw hat. And I'll wait for them to sort of kind of look in and go, hey, and I go, you ain't from around these parts, is you? <laughs> and I usually make, they'll close the door yeah, and they won't come that'll back that'll make in. them yep, close yep, the door. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what we like to do on our show? 
I don't this know if is not as show. much a show. I've been taping this whole thing. We're going to use this I as a podcast. But you, you, you broke into my home and you woke me up. And Kate's very sick. You know? I don't know if you've heard. I've been having a hard time finding guests. You so know, I thought has, holding uh, this, this rehearsal rehearsal She has a would fever a right to... now. She has baseball fever. Really? Yeah. She She's just watching the all the season. different yeah, games. Yeah. Well, the, the season's going on right now. Last season. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a fever. That's how excited she is about the coming season. Yeah. Even though there's, there's one going on right now. Doesn't matter to her. Yeah. She wants to binge watch it all at once. Binge watching the previous seasons. While masturbating the entire okay. time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I know how you watch I ba- wish I had watched baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the ways that you watch Now, it. we've been recording the show because, to be honest here, I, I'll be honest with you. I lie a lot. In fact, I've lied for over 100 episodes. I, I invited your friends to the rehearsal rehearsal. Because I thought they'd come and we'd, we'd maybe do a podcast, but they didn't come for some reason. And I think just because nobody ever comes to the rehearsal, uh, the wedding rehearsal. And so now uh, it's just me and you. I've been recording. And I'd like to do the show. Would you, can, can you do the pod? In fact, there's another surprise I have for you. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, I'm awake now. This may have to be a two-parter. Two-part episode because there's a big cliffhanger. There is a cliffhanger. For us. Yeah, a big then I'll do it. Then I'll do it. Okay. Uh, at the start of the next episode, you'll find out what it is. But there's another huge surprise for you. This was the rehearsal rehearsal. The next episode is even more profound, and this has been very profound. But the thing we need to do when we do the podcast always is a little section we like to call the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. Triple banger and lightning round. Question one, question one, question one. Lamps plus riddled with genies. I mean, I, mean, I guess it is a genie and a lamp. Yeah, it's I, I thought you were going to say it's a lamps hotbed. plus what? Because I've been in there and there ain't shit but lamps as far as your dick can see. Look like a guy walking in with an erection and a pair of googly eye goggles on the end of his dick. <laughs> going, my dick can't see nothing but lamps in here. My first wish is that my dick could actually see. My second wish is for a million more wishes. And my third is that this had a more clever name to it. <laughs> Uh, what would the show be without, you know, some type of uh, lamps plus penis hole reference? La- what if it's called la- lamps plus genies? Lamps plus genies, or the or the lamp genie? Lamp genies, lamp genies. That's it's basically all, a crash also, pad for genies. And also, lamp genies are when you wear denim pants that uh, that light up at night. Yeah. Do Do you think the genies are sort of? Do I think that I regretted you, saying that? Yeah, do, absolutely. Do, do you think there's? I have a lot of regrets. Do you think that genies are kind of stingy with the wishes? Do you think three is really? It could be one though. With the with the economy the what way it, it is, could one? we get another wish? What if it was just one? Do you think it's fair to ask for like for your last wish to say I want ten thousand more wishes? No, and I. You think that's fair? Would say that no. Is that legal not. or not? It's with illegal. The genie it's illegal. It's illegal. You can't do it that way. Yeah. Okay, so that's a loophole that the genies should probably cover up because people still try oh, right. to do so that. So every time they come out of the lamp, which they've been in for thousands of years, it's cramped, it's dusty. They're supposed to come on and go, 
I grant you three wishes, but one of the wishes can't be asking for more wishes because that Maybe on would a mean shirt? Maybe a shirt. You, you have might a shirt as well made? have one wish because that with that one wish, you could wish for other deodorants to wear within the... <clears throat> so you, you think you can't ask for that? No. Extra no. wishes with your wish. <laughs> and I think that's greedy. You do? Yeah, because no one ever gets wishes. There's not even such a thing as if you got if you got even one wish. If you had one wish, what would it be? And why is world peace always involved? Mm. Why well, does that have to? People feel responsible to wish for world peace. It would be nice, wouldn't it? I think everybody's wishing for it right now. Literally, almost everybody in the world, even the combative. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that's sort of but if a genie could, religion if it, people. Okay. If a genie are still can, hoping that everyone will agree with them and then they can finally have world peace. It's weird to make that one of your wishes. Just wish that everyone had an unlimited supply of peanut butter. And something more reasonable. And the way they could run out of peanut butter is if they wronged or hurt another person through feeling nor action. That's what you would wish for. I feel like we almost do have an unlimited supply of peanut butter here in America. And if you think everyone's it wishing is not for available for free to everybody, if you I, think everyone's everyone agrees, we would like to have world peace, right? Except for a couple straight no, people. I think, yeah, everybody. Okay. If you finally find that genie that's willing to grant that wish, wouldn't you? Why don't? That's the time you should use it that way. But then, what is the world like? Does it then become incredibly boring? No, I don't think. What makes the world interesting is that there's wars going on. Well, it's not just war and fighting it's and this sort of thing. War, it's discord. It's a lack of harmony. If everything works and everybody gets along, I don't know how dynamic of a life that would be. I don't think that's what's making things interesting. As long as there's death, you didn't say that it's the as only long as thing there's that's death, making things interesting. It, there still will be death, right? By different no, means. That's there's my, other ways my to die. My first wish. Okay. Is that everybody can live for however long it takes for them to release their fear of death. And then they die as soon as that happens. So that's my first wish. That's not more valuable than world peace, I think. If you, do you feel you're at that point? The bow tie just fell off your barrel. <laughs> TJ? Can't do it. TJ, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> TJ, wake up. TJ. How long have I been out? Well, we we recorded a podcast, but Oh, thank God. Yeah. I had this terrible dream where I was on What the Fuck with Mark Marin <laughs> for two and a half years. And it was terrifying. Not only could he not understand what I was doing, he didn't understand what he was doing. Good God. Look, I want to tell one more story before we go about death. This truck yesterday. Before we, were, we go? Well, before we, we got to go. We're going we're gonna to have to go. I have a second surprise well, for you. there's a killer cliffhanger coming. Yeah, I have a second surprise for you at the start of the next episode. But we better do it now. Okay. Um, but before we go, I, we... We got in one of the Transformers trucks. We did. Um, they brought it to the comedy club. I guess it was one of the trucks that was one of the four-wheel drives. Oh, that- he keeps saying trucks. I thought you mean trailers. And also, um, I'm so excited that uh, 
I did. You made it weird with uh, Pete Holmes and told a great story about Michael Bay. If any of your listeners want to check that out, but uh, I'm so excited because uh, Michael Bay and I are just getting along splendidly, and he really is a he's a spectacular and giving individual. Because in his position, I wouldn't have forgiven me for making up a joke about the Make a Wish program and him saying something negative about it. Mm-hmm. I think I would have sort of said, you know, fuck this young Hollywood piece of shit. And he didn't do that. And things have been smoothed over. They've been smoothed over. Um, but yeah, we got into a rally fighter, which is one of the scary cars that chases us in the film. Right. And I went, and it was so fun, and the guy, Tokyo drifted, and he went off-road and all that stuff. And then, Cash, you got in. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. It's a really souped-up sort of four-wheel drive thing. It's a great piece of automobile. Yeah. And, uh, all custom I, at local it's motors. Got, it's got GoPros. It's got GoPros Search all over it. At, and at I think the footage motors. might be out there somewhere for what we experienced. Yep. So then you told me you get in there, and I thought, I don't want to drive around this car down the street and back. I didn't know what you were doing. Right. I was like, I don't need to sit inside a truck. It doesn't make any difference to me. You told me to do it. It's not a truck, it's a car. It's a car. Uh, and we got in it, and the guy all of a sudden just. Basically drove through a fence, a little hole in a fence, through the desert, and we started to get airborne at times. And he practically flipped us a few times. And he was did really you ask sh- him to marry you. He How was showing. He, he was showing off, and uh, he got more air than Kate did. That's true. And he was showing off, and I the whole time I was thinking she's not suspended by her own ego and insecurity though. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and we're going through this like basically desert with no road whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, over rocks, uh, cacti, mm-hmm. multiple uh, cactus, sure. Uh, sure. going up and down these mountains sure. together, sure, as fast as he could go, sure, doing one eighties. I don't think so. Yeah, when Just, he flipped us around, it, we like went around in a circle. You can look at the three sixty, three sixty, one eighties part of that. You know, inside the the three sixty. Right. Yeah, there's two one eighties. Yeah, we, yeah, maybe we did sure. two of those. Yeah, okay, got it. Um, and the whole thing, all I could, all, you know, you think, were you having fun? The whole time, all I could think is, this is the dumbest way to die. This is going to be so but dumb. I think I, I really I did like think, to make like, fun of you about this, but it's because you have kids. I really did think about the kids. I was like, yeah, this so is just you, the dumbest. If you die, this guy, then, yeah. I understand. Look, what if, like, uh, something runs out from in front not, of our but car? You're not going to die. That's Why wouldn't you die? Why wouldn't you die? Because how are you? Stuff happens die? all the time. It has a fucking roll bar in it. Who cares? The car is designed to crash. They're made to be able to crash and have the driver. I'm still not live. designed to crash. That's what you don't understand. Well, that is clear. I don't have a roll bar. <laughs> I don't have a roll bar inside my body. I I'm think not you designed. Said roll ball. I about said that. I have a roll ball. Yeah, which is it's, on your pen. Sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. I have a roll ball. I only use found in the center of my back, block. but. Exclusively. Yeah. But I'm not designed for the crash. You're saying that there's no way there has been no off-road crashes and deaths? Are you saying that? No, but you know what Because if there was going to be one, it would have been on this day. you get into your car with your kids, there's probably a more of a chance of you dying. That, no, that might be true. Uh-oh. Now, the statistics... So now what? Now, the statistics so, back up yep, how dangerous it is. Exactly. But the thing is, here's here's why there's something different about I that. I think you don't when like you get in the car. It's so dumb. You, your your kids would have to say, "No, my dad died in a rally fighter from Transformers 4 I'm because vi- TJ made him." Right. I'm very concerned about how I die. And not now, not and now that TJ I is married to our mother, and we live in this beautiful <laughs> multi-level duplex that has five stories and one duplex. 
When you get in a car and you go to the grocery store, it's necessary to go to the grocery store. I've never store. been to the grocery store. When you get in the car and go places, it's often necessary to go there. This was unnecessary. That's, that's why it was bothering me. I think this you, was an unnecessary risk. I think you risk. had to go there because without that destination, you would have never come back with now the foresight that you'll have whenever there's an opportunity to be adventurous in that way. I have a roll bar on my bed. <laughs> I, only, I laugh hard because I can't imagine what that looks like, but I can somehow imagine you fucking, as I, as I say, fucking until you truck, and then the bed just flips. Yeah. You, I mean, you have a bed that's shaped like a woman. I have a roll but bar. But I have a roll bar on the bed. shaped like a bed. I have a... <laughs> So that when my car flips, I can go right to sleep. <laughs> Listen, we got to go. I have another surprise for you. What? This has been so much fun doing this what podcast What is it? And then can you. I go back to sleep, please? Yeah. You, well, uh, I, okay. I'm going to let you go back to sleep, and I'm going to wake you up at the start of the next episode, and I've got a huge surprise for you. You're going to love this. If you didn't like the re- – are you ready for the rehearsal? Is the rehearsal rehearsal good? No. I, you feel I, like you're ready? No, I, I, Let's watch Dog Day Afternoon, and then you go to sleep. I do not want to watch Day Dog Day Afternoon. Let's watch that right now. Let's watch Wedding Singer sequel. There we are. Okay. okay. Moon Wizard Dog Afternoon, Moon Wizard. The singing of the wedding. Okay. Okay. He, he writes test, things test. that you can interpret many different ways because yeah. he's trying to actually make fun of the Bible. Yeah. So he's purposefully making it difficult to understand and have multiple interpretations. It's crazy. It's just crazy. You've been obsessed with him for a while, and it's it's it affects your thinking day to day, right? I think so. I mean, I think the power thing is the hardest thing because he's so right, and it's so alluring, and yeah. that's kind of what he's talking about. He's like, we all want to have this power... And so if you think about things in terms of power, then it's just really weird. It's really weird. I don't know. He's the best one. You know, I think even he sort of says, I think I'm smarter than Socrates. And then have you heard the, if I told you the Socrates thing? How did Socrates respond? (laughs) Very quietly. He, uh, no, Socrates said, uh, somebody went to the Oracle of Delphi, which was like the main Oracle in Greece. Okay. And they said, who is the smartest man of all? Who's the smartest man that's ever lived? And the, and the oracle said Socrates. And then Socrates heard this because he was very famous in Athens. And uh, he was confused because he, the only thing he knew was that how little he knew, that he knew nothing. So he went to the oracle himself. You have to wait for hours. People come from, and they come with, they come with like there's a story of how somebody... Two people came from Delphi, and one person sacrificed like a thousand oxen at the oracle. Yeah. And they asked a question, and then the oracle said, "Uh, we cannot answer. And then the next guy came, and he he killed one chicken. And and he said, uh, he asked a question, and at the end of it, he was like, can you answer my question? And the oracle said, yes, we can, because... Although that man, I forget his name, sacrificed a thousand oxen, they meant nothing to him because he was so wealthy. But this one chicken, you needed more than anything else. So we can't answer your question. And then they answered it. 
And then, like, you know, it was something that helped him and his family and and that thing. And so Socrates went, and they, everyone said, you can go ahead of me, you know, because they all knew who he was. And he said, no. And he never, he doesn't wear shoes, so he just sat in bare feet, like in the cold or in the hot, hot, whatever. And uh, then he got there, and he said, "Um, how can it be true that I am the smartest man if I, I know nothing? And the oracle said, we cannot tell you. Only you can answer that question. Sort of like we're... We we are we we don't know these answers. But don't you think all of this, on some level, is a cop out where where people are like, I we think I know so. nothing, therefore I know everything, which means I mean I know I nothing. So, but Socrates, it's the other way around. It's I I must know everything because I'm the only one that knows that how I know little nothing. I know. Yeah. Well, I I think we're like. That's why I am so dumbfounded sometimes with people being the certainty of different religions, because. Oh, he hates dogma. Because I feel like, I feel like we're just we're ants on an elephant. Which, if you want to call the elephant God, that's one thing. But the elephant may be even oblivious to us that it has ants on it, or maybe not. But that's how that's how small that's how minuscule we are in the universe. Even more than that, we're ants on a dinosaur, really, or some other larger creature. Well, what I was perhaps say is Godzilla. We don't even we don't even understand the. Like Ionesco's big problem was he goes, if I can't comprehend the eternal, but I know that it exists, how can I expect to ever understand anything? It was bad well, news. Well, and, well let me and ask he you was, this. He was not a happy dude. Let me, let me say this, though. This is what maybe religion is, and this is what makes me feel better about different religions. Let's say you're an ant on an elephant, and some ants live near the tail. Other ants live near like the near the elbow. Some near ants, the, unfortunately, have to live near the butthole. <laughs> Um, I like also your conception of an elephant is having ants all over okay. it. Okay. Uh, my elephant has ants all over it because we are multiplying uh, six billion of us, right? Yeah. So if you – let's say you live near the butthole. Okay. okay? Sure. And the butthole uh, periodically okay. – okay. periodically the elephant has – some gastrointestinal problems, and there's some flatulence. He's just an elephant like any other elephant. He's an elephant like any other elephant, okay? (laughs) Those ants that live near that butthole will interpret that flatulence, and maybe uh, during the year or the week where he has more flatulence, (laughs) that will be an an especially stressful week. And those ants will interpret that flatulence and say, this is, you know, we caused this, or we... We caused these great explosions, yeah, smelly explosions more pious, near us. Then be yeah, more if we had, explosion. and I can understand why they think that. And here's the thing: the ants near the elbow are having an idyllic week, okay? Because right. the you know the the elephant's been swimming a lot. But here's the, the other bottom line: is thing these is, different religions could no all be ants? right. The, the, what if there are no other ants? What if the only ants are near the butthole, and all of them have different interpretations of these gastrointestinal difficulties? But there's no other ants. And then that elephant is one of a billion elephants on a much, much larger creature. That elf, those elephants being like ants on this bigger thing. And that thing is on a bigger thing. And it's just, it's really, it's like the ending of Men in Black. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy that film. And that's what they were going for. Will Smith is charismatic. I am saying that there is a situation where every religion has some aspect of things right, where all the religions could be correct, and that's with the knowledge that uh, we live on an elephant. No, that's, what do that, you think? That's why you can't trust religions, because 
they all are saying that the other one is wrong. That would be okay if they all were like, well, and also these ones could be right. Some religions uh, accept or, or, or are comfortable with saying other religions could also be true. Some religions. Some, but only like Buddhism and Hinduism and... Cashism. Cashism. The ant on the elephant. Cashism. Elephant buttholeism. <laughs> Let's, you know what? We're going we're gonna to add this to the podcast. It'll be called The After Party. This right here was the after party. You know what? This was tickling the oracle. This was tickling the oracle. We tickled the oracle. We talked about a real oracle. Some ants on the elephant. Let's kick things off. You ready? Yeah. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 